back. It's been a quarter. It's, it's, the, first one, it's the first one of the new year. Yeah. <laughs> Snowstorms and all, you know? Um, I guess none of us made a resolution to do this more often. It's a practice. It's, it's about sometimes it's just the resistance that has that mo- momentum. and We just got to break it. Yeah. I know, I know about breaking stuff. I don't know about battling against resistance. It's like the idea of if you do it more, maybe you might not do more of it in terms of like volume, but you just consistently do it. It's like going to the gym, right? Yeah. It sucks. Like, you know, that, that drag before going out the door and wanting to do it. You're just like, all these excuses are coming. Yeah. It, it's, it's that resistance. I think, you know, on that topic, that's like a, a topic that's like top of my mind just because I haven't been able to go since I've hurt like my hand and then had the groin injury recently that kept me out and like working in the office more often. Now I'm trying to negotiate with myself yeah, and trying to figure out, you know, how can I spend more time? Cause like once you get the ball rolling on something like that, I guess this analogy is coming full circle, right? Like once you get the ball rolling, then it becomes like clockwork and you don't hate it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, because every single time you do anything, uh, at least for me, mm-hmm. even for like if I go and play like shinny hockey or whatever, yeah. the hour before it's just like, oh man, I'm going to go out there in the cold to get on a cold surface, yeah. cold pad of ice, <clears throat> to skate in the cold and come out and stand in the cold again. Yeah. There's like no point. You know, as I get older, I hate the cold. <laughs> yeah. Um, but once you're there and playing, it's different. It's fun. And then... You just remember, you know, there's a reason why you sign up for, you know, to do stuff that sounds so boring and, you know, half an hour before getting there, you're just coming up with all the excuses that you can do. It's like, you know, I can say I have COVID yeah, and bailing wouldn't sound so bad. Yeah. But you're just making those excuses to appease other people. They're not in charge of you. Just tell them you don't want to, you don't want to go. That's true. You know? But, but I can't let that, <clears throat> that excuse person inside of me to win on end up doing nothing yeah but anyways that, that like you said it's full circle it's all it's all about you know getting getting the ball rolling on this but you're talking about your your injuries yeah i do want to talk about this because you raise a good point you know something like your hockey you still look forward to once you're actually on the ice and you're playing you look forward to it you're passionate about it you might be playing with people that are, you know, kind of suspect and questionable, right? Especially, like, grown men. You know, you're playing against them. It's a physical game. Yeah. Shit happens out there. People talking shit. Sometimes, you know, it's all in fun, but sometimes you want to take it seriously. Sometimes people get a little bit too familiar. Yeah. And you have to let them know not to get familiar <laughs> in those kind of sports, but... You know, it kind of raises your adrenaline. You, you're into the competition. Yeah. I think I've reached the point with, you know, one of the sports that I play. So I, I played roller hockey mm-hmm. where I, I don't I don't have a passion for playing. <laughs> Are you announcing your retirement? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, no one cares, right? <laughs> but, like, I think I had to, like, kind of rationalize it with people, too. Mm-hmm. And I just I, – I reached the point where – you know, obviously, I had an injury-plagued season, mm-hmm. right? 
couldn't get any momentum. But I also came back after three years of not playing. Yeah. Right. And it's difficult to come back and just accept, like, because, you know, we played together, mm-hmm. right? We played together, uh, roller hockey. We developed together, right? Yeah, at the yeah. same time. We came in, like, completely green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? We played off the pavement. We came straight from the parking lot into, like, <laughs> leagues. Yeah. Right? Did our, our development into puck, puck leagues. We actually, like, turned into decent, like, mid-tier players. Yeah. Right? And, you know, I was comfortable in that spot. But, like, and I always think of myself as that player. Yeah. Right? That player who achieved that level. Coming back after three years, I was not that same guy. Right? Yeah. It's it's hard to accept it. And I don't want to go through the the curve to actually get back to that level. Because it's, it's a long road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To ramp it up. But would you get... You might have more enjoyment out of it if you accept that you're not going to get to that level anymore. Like you're just out there to have a good time. I don't think so, man. Cause I'm not wired. I'm still in a competitive. I'm not wired like that. Like I love to win. Right. Yeah. And yeah, the competitive nature is still there, but yeah, the grind of having to deal with, uh, you know, low, lower minutes, lower opportunities or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right having to like relearn everything and this goes for more than just like that one sport it could be any sport or any skill that you dropped and now you're picking up yeah again but there's other opportunities out there you know you don't have to i don't know obsess over that past yeah to me at least like I'm I'm okay with the decision. I had to explain it to people because like people were <laughs> wanting to like draft me again. Dude, I told you you're you're like making your your retirement announcement or presser right now. Yeah, people are <laughs> like, don't think about it that way. I'm like, what way? Like I already said, I'm at peace with with <laughs> yeah. the decision, right? I thought about it. It's just why would I want to? Why would I want to do that again? You know, I haven't gotten a chance to go back and play like inline hockey since like the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. Even prior to that, I like I pretty much stopped after mix uh, ended, and it was only a year and a half ago where I started playing like ice hockey. Yeah, and yeah, at first like I freaking sucked so badly. I was just like tripping. Mm-hmm. I was like getting tackled by the invisible man. Yeah. Like I'm just standing at the blue line, and all of a sudden someone pulled the rug on me, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like feet first, or, like feet up in the air, falling. Yeah, or flying into the boards. Yeah, like on my shoulders, but um, yeah. I mean, it's what well, once you start playing it, I realize like I don't have that love to play inline anymore. Yeah. Versus like, I think part of the reason why I like playing inline wasn't the shinny skates. It was always because it was a league. Yes. And like you said, the co- the competition, and yeah, like I don't play stuff to like not win, right? Like, even Shenny, people count scores. Like, we're just beer leaguers just playing out mm-hmm. there. But people still want to win and just, you know, talk smack in, in the parking lot. Everyone's just friends. And, you know, they'll be talking about how many goals they scored and stuff. And we're talking about these guys are, like, mid-40, 50-year-old men. Yeah. <laughs> just talking about how much they did. But the the social aspect of it is good. Because, like, afterwards, I'm, I'm, like, just hanging out with a bunch of dudes. Yeah. You know, they're all older guys, so they don't have, you know, we don't have anything outside of hockey in yeah. common in, in terms of, like, knowing each other beyond that. Yeah. So we were just talking, you know, talking about whatever. 
most of the time it's just like the play on the ice just like oh yeah you made a nice play there yeah. people just talk about it how they felt today on the ice anyways it, it is pretty fun in that aspect but yeah i was talking to another one of our mixed you know players like back then inline players and they're like yeah they he actually went back to play one shinny yeah and then afterwards message me is like, i'm done with inline like no more like after because he converted to ice as well yeah and he's just like it's such a different game it's much smoother there's like structure to it and how you play yeah so he's just like yeah i can't play like inline anymore like the skating is all different because you know edge work versus like rollerblades it's different you have the same stride yeah but there's like very like like the de- details in terms of how you're striding is yeah. different but yeah yeah i mean and i played both sports and i actually went through a period where i was playing like both at the same time yeah that, that must be weird it was weird actually very weird yeah because like you try to stop and then you'd be like sliding all over the ice right yeah, yeah, yeah um but yeah i went through all that development to get to that point right uh, i even went to like power skating classes yeah to, to do ice hockey yeah and you know that's not out of the question right you know you've been trying to entice me to play ice i'm and not john i've been skating right like in order to do the ramp up to get back to play inline mm-hmm. that one two period game before i exploded my groin <laughs> and had to sit out for the next two weeks yeah three weeks but it was on top of your like hand injury. The hand is was healed. Well, I mean, you know the status of the hand. It's it's as good as it's going to get. Yeah. Right. Uh, I gave it as much time as I could. Um, you know, and then you know proceeded to injure myself in the first game back again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the grind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, consider it. I'm gonna go in a plus thirty five, uh, thirty five and up league out in like Stouffville. Yeah. I'll let you know how, how, how the competition is. Apparently, it's, like, all, all skill level. Because yeah. the person that kind of got me thinking about it, like, I met him through, through like, my kids, like, hockey. Yeah. So, we were standing there, and he's talking. And he started playing, like, like a mid-40-year-old Caucasian guy. Mm-hmm. And he told me, he's like, I've never skated in my life until two years ago. Mm-hmm. And now I'm playing hockey. I'm like, okay. I guess the skill level is not, like, too crazy yeah. if they're willing to take it. But, yeah, I'll let you know. It's not too much of a, uh, a stretch, right? You know, because you could learn how to skate pretty quickly. Um, yeah. Skating while having to do all the other things is a bit tough. But, yeah, it's not that much of a stretch to see how he would, you know, be able to play. Yeah. But that's a long, you know, your struggle there. But at least you're going to get to play volleyball again. Yeah, uh, eventually. But Well, you're already still playing volleyball with a splint on anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as the finger didn't move, right? It just, you know, didn't heal as as well as I wanted to. Mm -hmm. But that's in a fantasy world where everything goes back to normal, right? Sometimes things don't go back to normal. No, you you forget that you're like, you know, we're we're not the better half of like 30 anymore. We're closer to 40 than we are 30. So, you know, stuff, stuff, you know, starts falling apart got to maintain it i always try to think if i can keep whatever i can keep in my 30s now into my 40s that's already a plus if you're just like physically speaking 10 years younger Mm -hmm. than what your biological age is that's already a win yeah i mean you saw 30 year olds when we were kids they were old as fuck they just looked old right and even before 
you know, in the earlier eras, at 30, you look like 50-year-olds look now. Yeah. It's so different now. You know, people are treating their bodies, even even with all the junk that we consume and, you know, the lazy, sedentary lifestyle that we have, we're still better off than, like, our parents' generation, other generations. Yeah. Physically speaking, aesthetically spe- uh, speaking, probably better. But, like, actual physical strength, probably weaker. We do less labor, right? Because more stuff is done for us. Yep. But with what we know about nutrition and exercise, like, I think we, we sometimes talk about this. At your skill level now, you'd be able to go back into, like, the NHL from, like, 1930. For sure. And then destroy all of them. For sure. <laughs> like, the more things... When you watch, like, footage of, of old, you know, black and white TV hockey stars yeah. or hockey hockey games... And you look at the speed, their stride, and I look like applying what I know now. Yeah. And I time traveled back there, <laughs> assuming I'm wearing skates of today. Yeah. <laughs> not not skates of like back then, the leather ones. Yeah. And flat flat edge. Yeah. Um, yes, I will dominate. <laughs> you will be the McDavid of that generation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would not be just like the butterfly that flapped their wings and yeah. changed the course of history. I, I would have statues built of me. <laughs> I mean, half those players who played against are probably statue builders anyways, right? So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with Mason, their, Masons. <laughs> with their skating, they might as well. It's not moving anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, you know, where one door closes, another one opens. I'm now trying to find more time to dedicate to, like, intellectual things. I've decided to, like, finally take the plunge and relearn French. Nice, nice language. So started on my my lessons. You can get a stone. You can get free lessons through Toronto Public Library or oh, nice. Markham Public Library, or I guess any other library around GTA. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But uh, there's a app, there's an app called Mango Languages mm-hmm. that um, you can sign in with your library card, and get free uh, modules yeah. to learn from. It's, the beginning is very very basic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all you know. Bonjour, comment ça va? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm hoping it's going to get more. It's going to get more intense for sure, but I, I always felt like it's a missed opportunity. I took it to grade twelve, yeah, and then like I took it because it was easy for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people dropped it after grade nine. Yeah. They were done with it. Yeah, I was like, okay, well, I'm doing pretty good in this, and it's like it should be useful. Let's keep it. Then I lost it. Yeah. Well, speaking of like French, it kind of like just reminds me, French was. Like, I, I stopped taking it after grade nine. Yeah. But when we first got to learn French, it was in grade four. Mm-hmm. I remember because, like, I was, like, one of the only times I've ever won. Uh, you know, I don't know if Port Royal back in the day had this, but, like, I I started out in a pretty, I think it was probably a school, a public school that was around back in the World Wars. Mm-hmm. So it's old, right? So they always had this kind of program where it's, like, monthly monthly students award mm-hmm. so the only one i've ever ever won for those awards like academic wise was mm-hmm. actually french class oh yeah and that's like the first time like the first month of french yeah of the school year and i got it and i was just like man nice. I, I used to love that freaking french class used to go uh you know french teacher love frogs yeah and that's racist as hell but okay 
<laughs> no, but like her entire not now that now that you now that you mention it, it kind of makes sense. It's kind of funny. My African studies teacher loved, anyways. <laughs> but, <laughs> but she had a desk full of like miniature like frog statues. So like that's why everyone. But I guess that's that's part of the joke. It's a little risky, man. That's a joke. Um, so yeah. Anyway, so it's like christmas time everyone bought her chocolates like i I made sure i told my mom and dad i'm like hey we got to pick her up some chocolate so she was actually probably one of my favorite teachers back then yeah that's cool so i used to love french going and i you know moved over to to you know our area gold hawk area Mm -hmm. and i guess it's the people there (laughs) the people as in like the discouraging factor like oh french who who needs this kind of stuff yeah and as a kid you're so like easily influenced yeah. I probably fell into that influence where, like, oh, fuck, I don't need French, yada, yada. Yeah. Go to grade nine, same thing. I'm not going to pay attention because I'm a freaking dumbass teen mm-hmm. that didn't care. Took it for granted, like you said. Um, so, yeah, luckily, you, you got to do it until you're, like, grade 12. Yeah, it didn't make any difference. Yeah, I guess, like, it's just exposure, right? Probably picking it up is probably not as hard. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I want to move on. I'm already making a plan. If I can do this for this year, I want to move to Korean next year. Oh, really? Yes. I feel like you need to get into, like, conversational. Would you ever consider joining these, like, meetup groups where it's, like, say, a French person that will, like, help you chat and, like, you know, the whole conversation in French? My boss offered to do this. So, first of all, he's the one who gave me the sound advice about, like, learning curves of sports and not wanting to, like, admitting when you're you're good. Yeah. Like, and then he, I talked to him about the French stuff. He's like, oh, you know, we can have a... Uh, a conversational French group at work. I'm like, chill. All right. That's Why like, not, yo? That's a little too much. Like, <laughs> you know my relationship with work. Yeah. I want to go to work and come home. That's it. I don't want to talk to no one. Yeah. So. But there'll be like-minded people that are trying to improve French. I don't, I don't know about this. <clears throat> I, I'm already afraid I told them too much. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. Like, at least he's encouraging. Oh, yeah. Like, he's going to be a good boss, I feel. like, And I've had my clashes with bosses over the years. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just my personality. I don't know. Hey, it, sometimes it just takes a while. Or you got to go around around the block and realize what you got. Then you, you appreciate it. It's just like myself, four years in a company. You know my, my history with jumping jobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. So um, I just know, like... Like, we always say it's the same shit somewhere mm-hmm. else, and you got to relearn everything. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I'm all towards, like, continuous improvement and being able to teach myself some new things. This year is bringing some new opportunities, so I'm going to take advantage. Is there any – well, I mean, you're, you're, you're doing, like, Muay Thai now. Yeah. Right? That's your new thing. I guess, yeah, I guess it's, it's a nice workout. Because I never used to do, you know, you get your Good Life membership, mm-hmm. and you end up just going there, like, squatting, lifting weights. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, as we always talk sh- so much shit in chats mm-hmm. about fighting a UFC, like, woman, flyweight, <laughs> yeah. straw weight, <laughs> this progressively gets lower. Yeah. Um, if we can survive, like, three rounds. By surviving, I mean if I'm running around in a <laughs> yeah. cage and not getting cl- hit. You gotta climb the cage. <laughs> and, but... In the event that I do have to clash and defend myself, I got to be able to kind of like, you know, deliver a punch. Yeah. 
maybe not a punch that knocks her out, but a punch enough that she has to like respect that yeah. there's a chance there. <laughs> there's that that beginner's luck. You're probably not landing a single punch. Wow, no, like. Have you seen strawway fighters? They're really small. You They're like be... five feet. So my reach is going to like... <laughs> yeah, you probably need to go to a takedown immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was... A... Yeah. What was it? It was Grit. I think the same book that we re- read before. Yeah. The idea of like doing something for, for a whole year. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and going through through it. In my mind, I'm just thinking, you know, you only got so many years on Earth. Why not try something new every mm-hmm. year? And if I like something, then I'll I'll give it another year mm-hmm. before moving on and then doing something else for a whole year. Because I'm not gonna be like a professional Muay Thai fighter or anything. You're so like, no way. Now, I mean, you never know. <laughs> but the idea is now I know how to kick properly. Yeah, I know for a fact that if I, you know, I can land a kidney punch, and that person will be down. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that's enough to defend myself in in a case, you know, like a break glass situation, like, yeah. oh, shit, I can't get away, can't walk away from the situation. I can at least disable that per, a person. Not Sorry. disable, as yeah. or like pretty much like, you know, stop them in the track and get the fuck out of the situation. Yeah. So I'm comfortable knowing that I can do that. Uh, so yeah, You got to register your weapons with the police, man. You're, you're all arms and legs. <laughs> Someone at the gym actually was saying that too. It's like you can never fight because if they know that you, you you took like any like MMA courses, you're considered like you know you need to be able to control control your your limbs. I'm like, okay, that's crazy. It's funny because I don't know. I could t- I could tell you, but like this is not something that I admit to like people at like work that I need their respect and stuff. <laughs> but you're like, gonna tell everyone else that that listens to this podcast. Yes, I don't respect them. <laughs> They probably don't respect me at all, so that's <laughs> fine. I my guilty pleasure is watching fight videos on Twitter, <laughs> like just random street fights, or like random people just like going at it. And all the, these days, it's all about like MMA moves and like body slams. Yeah, like people don't fight like they used to, like put them <laughs> up and like like box with each other. Yeah. It's all about who can grab who and slam whoever into the concrete first. Right? <laughs> you know, funny enough, the other night I was, ta- I was you know, chatting with Sarah. Uh, and I said, I wonder if Win Chung can beat a street fight. Like, at what level does Kung Fu style fight in? Does it top out at? Because if a Kung Fu fighter, trained yeah. fighter, <clears throat> was to face a Muay Thai fighter... I think most of the time, the Muay Thai fighter will come out on top, for sure, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But like, I'm like, if you got a kung fu practitioner, yeah, fight in a street brawler, who will win? So you throw Donnie Yen out there against like? Nope, there's backyard <laughs> fighting, <laughs> unsanctioned backyard fighting in the middle. <laughs> I think like the Southwest. Anyways, yeah, we will never know because it's in the woods. And it's just an offense yeah. <laughs> with a guy in a pole acting as the referee. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, we found one. The Kung Fu fighter actually won. But won not by Kung Fu, but by going around the guy yeah. and choking him out. This <laughs> is like, you're not, you didn't beat him in, with, with your martial arts. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to play by street rules, right? Mm-hmm. Like, people use the concrete as a weapon. 
So, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you just got to do what it is. Yeah. But now that I know what it's like getting punched, I, want, I don't want to get punched. Yeah. But the advantage of getting punched before is like, now I know how much it hurts. I don't want to get punched. But at the same time, I know I can take the punch yeah. in the face or at least a jab, right? Unless mm-hmm. like someone really cocks it back and like nails me. Yeah. But if they're going full force, you can probably dodge it because you can read that's coming. Yeah. I always wonder, like, I'm not going to get in a fight. I'm a grown man. I don't need to fight no one. Yeah. But I always wonder, like, can I anticipate someone's punch and dodge out of the way? No. Because I watch, you know, I watch these videos. Like, I'm not talking about your fighters, right? Yeah. But, like a normal person. Yeah. Like knowing that you know, they're all sloppy and shit when they come, when they approach <laughs> you. Can I, can I see them telegraphing that? I don't expect you to know this. I'm I just saying, like, for if if it's someone like, yeah, I just watched <laughs> I just watched a video this afternoon where just yeah, a teenager who's an MMA faced a bully who's not in an MMA, yeah. and the bully was coming out like guns blazing. Yeah, no guns, but still like just punches like crazy. I can just see the guy that's taking some kind of class be able to back off on the first jab, and then know for a fact that. The other guy has his other hand down, even mm-hmm. though part of like the training is like always keep your other hand up to protect yourself mm-hmm. from counters. The other guy would throw a punch and leave his other hand down. So mm-hmm. the guy would just like, you know, step half step back, lean forward and then just, you know, counters right away. Yeah. Steps right back forward and just throws a jab right in the guy's face because the guy doesn't protect himself. Mm-hmm. So it's more so like, yeah, you can dodge and then turn around and actually counter and punch the guy right in the face because you're, you're yeah. so used to seeing it. Mm-hmm. But if you were to do it, I don't know. I would counter with a body slam, like, to the concrete. For sure, i got to find myself some concrete. <laughs> Let's take five steps this way. Well, <laughs> there were, like, even kung fu. Like, back yeah. in, in the 90s, I used to go to Malvern Mall or Mount yeah. Malvern Square, whatever that, like, yeah. shopping center is. And they would have these carts. And, you know, it's like those hip-hops or soca mix CDs. Mm. But they'll always have that TV that's... A combo with a VCR, yeah, <laughs> the really small one, and they're always watching like our like China, like HK style seventies, eighties kung fu flicks. Hmm. I'm like, do they actually believe the shit works? Yeah. But at the same time, when I was at that age, I romanticized that everything that kung fu worked. Yeah, so I was like, man, this thing actually kind of gave, I think, Chinese people a pride that other cultures are watching it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all that was stashed away when I watched in, in, in the movie where the guy was getting ready to do a jump kick and the other guy, all he had to do was just basically run into him with a body, <laughs> like a body check, like yeah. in hockey. <laughs> and that ended the fight right there. <laughs> so that was the moment where I realized Kung Fu might not work in yeah. all situations. It just works when the other guy's doing Kung Fu or the other guy's just, just standing there essentially. Yeah, if JC ever listens to this, he's going to come in and just kick, jump kick down my door and just prove. <laughs> I would pay to see that. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like with his Taekwondo, he's going to resort to that, and then I'm just going to get head kicked in the face. <laughs> We're all gearing up towards this this battle. We want to see the two styles go head to head. It'll be... Guys, you guys should do this for charity. What charity are you speaking of? You I guys? don't know. We'll draw up a charity. <laughs> We're going to go, go in the group chat. Hey, guys, um, me, and, me and JC will spar. A friendly spar match of three rounds of five minutes. 
please kindly donate and you can show up live and watch this unsanctioned fight. Yes. <laughs> In his basement. Yeah. That's undone. <laughs> fight club rules. Yeah. There's, it's, it's an unfinished basement. There is concrete there. Yeah. The HVAC system is, I believe, is in play. Yeah. You can, it's like playing it off the boards. So you, <laughs> was it like the WWE back in the day, the boiler room match? Yeah. <laughs> Remember that fight with Undertaker and, and Mankind? Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe I, I, I used to love love that shit. Yeah, we were um, we had our, our CEO come, and he told us a story about our managing director mm-hmm. and how he did a charity boxing match to raise money. I guess it was agencies fighting each other or yeah. whatever. And talking about how he he's like a really fit guy. Yeah. And how he just beat the brakes off of some soccer dad. <laughs> and it was like, you know how a fight could be like even or like you could be like fighting a better fighter. But mm-hmm. like it was embarrassing to the point where like he was much more fit than the guy, and it got embarrassing for his, for our people to watch yeah. him beat the brakes off of like some like old soccer dad. <laughs> I just thought that's funny, like the whole charity boxing match <laughs> thing and the situations people end up in. I would pay to see you guys go. All right, JC, let's do this. Whatever, whatever charity you want, <laughs> but we need head headgear. True. I don't think you guys will ever do it. JC wants to be a cop, so I don't think he's going to be in this unsanctioned <laughs> but it's for fight, charity. fight club. It's a fight club where you don't bring... Everyone has to check their, their cell phones. Yeah, <laughs> no the, recording. Yeah, at the landing, and then three rounds of five minutes. <laughs> I don't know if you would win. I don't know. I, 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 I doubt it, man. That guy's been like a practitioner for the last like 10, 10 to 15 years. So, yeah, I, I fully expect them to destroy me. So maybe not. I'm not in the business of getting beat. Yeah, maybe we don't all do the this time. fight. <laughs> <laughs> Subscriptions, man. Yeah. Oh, yes. Subscriptions. Are you subscribed to this podcast? <laughs> but uh, smash that subscribe button. Hit like. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Things that grind my gear. Mm-hmm. Subscriptions. I realized I'm out... Well, a little backstory about like why I hate subscriptions, where I kind of kind of pretty much like reignited my flame for my hate on, was when I lost my wallet on, mm-hmm. on the Go Train, which mm-hmm. I found, well, not yeah. which I found, but like someone found it yeah. and returned it two and a half weeks later. Mm-hmm. I thank whoever it is, a great Samaritan, and the reason why I take the Go Transit and not TDC. Yeah. Um, it was like all the subscription stuff that came in and then it was like up for payment and it just kept on popping up. I'm like, holy shit, I have so many subscriptions to all these stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, can I start letting go of it? And the first one would be Netflix. Yes. You, you, you just canceled it. Yeah. They, they, um, they increased their prices quite a bit over the years. And then now they have this password sharing policy in Canada and other few other countries not united states they don't want to mess with that market but at first they were like love is password sharing or love is sharing a password that was their tweet from like 2017 yeah that people keep like trolling them with (laughs) up to this day um now they're charging 
another $8 for every new user at a different location. Mm-hmm. So my plan was already like 24 25 bucks tax included, 4K. Yeah. Uh, uh, four screens. Now they want extra money. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to do this anymore. They don't want you to have it in more than one location. They want you to check in once a month. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to ask my family to bring the TV <laughs> to my house yeah. just to check in. Like, no, that's not going to happen, right? So I just bit the bullet and canceled it one day before my payment was due. Just like, I'm, I'm done with this. Yeah. I don't want to be the idiot bag holder holding it for my family. That's the only reason why I kept it, too. Yeah. Other than Stranger Things, like a few other good shows that they had, the quality is terrible. Yeah. A lot of their movies suck. Dude, they green light everything. They pay for everything. That's part of their problem. They are paying to produce everything. Yeah. And probably 90% of the catalog is is trash. What if they... I wonder if they ever considered the fact going to a a pricing system where it's like you get X amount of hours Mm -hmm. of content. So you can share and just be like, hey, you got... How much can you possibly stream a day? I don't know. Like 24 hours yeah. or whatever per day times 30. Yeah. That's the amount. Because if you have more than one user per day, it's going to add up, right? We're not here to solve their business problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But I'm, I'm fuck, just thinking. Fuck Netflix, right? <laughs> they have some good good random shows. But yes, Netflix is one of them. But what really like is getting ridiculous is like you got hardwares, you know, Say like the the ring tracker, yep. the one where you wear on your on 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 your finger yep. that can kind of track your your heart rate, yep. you know HRV, you know your sleep. It makes sense more sense to wear it because I used to wear wear to watch, but I can never wear it to sleep because it yeah. felt just too bulky for for me mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you're you're fine with it, yep. um, but it was so bulky, and one of the solution was to wear the ring, and the ring is very non intrusive, right? Mm-hmm. So you just initially there. Their revenue idea was like you buy the ring, and then if you want extra, you know, features, you can pay into it. But now it's like, oh no, you're going to subscribe to it for a monthly feature. I'm like, why? Why the fuck do I need to subscribe to something that I bought? Yeah. And how long is this thing going to last? Like in terms of like, how long is your business going to last? Um, I saw so I haven't bought any of those devices. So thank, thank you for them for switching over to subscription. It saved me a couple hundred bucks here and there. But then now we're talking about like vehicles like mercedes benz where they're like seat warmers yep. or like steering wheel warmers you yep. guys subscribe to that i'm like are we not in a resource like limited society at this point i'm being told like the supply chain we don't have enough microchips and you're telling me you're going to build a vehicle where in the past you can kind of do your trims and you know add on additional features and build yep. out the car but no you want to just build a single car yes but you want to charge subscription base on top of like whatever you paid. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Like what if I bought it with no intention of ever using that? Yeah. And now you have all that resources and all the tech and microchips and whatnot to the seat warmer. That's never going to be used Yeah. where it could be used somewhere else. For sure. So that's really what's like, you know, pissed me off. Not that I own a Benz or anything, Mm -hmm. but this is how things are going to move. You wonder if, you know, on the manufacturing floor, they get more efficiencies from building everything the same. Even yeah. even if they use more parts, every every car is the same. Mm-hmm. 
they don't have to build one without the seat warmers, without the whatever else feature <laughs> the, the no no automatic windows, the windows, yeah, all those kind of things. They just make them all the same. I think you know when you look at cars like door unlock, heated seats. I don't know what else they make you subscribe to the radio, mm-hmm. satellite radio, all those kind of things. It's only getting worse, and it's only getting more widespread. Mm-hmm. Like, vehicles is one thing. All of your health stuff is another thing. Streaming services. Like, you used to you used to own your music, right? Yeah. You buy the music, you own it. Now you, you have to pay for it mm-hmm. uh, to use it on a monthly basis, to access it on a monthly, monthly basis. They can take it away at any time. You know, like, like the music, I don't mind as much. Because, you know, I'm not, like, a crazy all about the quality of the sound yeah. as such versus, like, some people, they care about the bitrate rate and all the bit rate or whatever. Um, for me, it's just, you know, I just want to hear the song, and it's great. I used to buy <clears throat> CDs a lot, and now I have a bunch of CDs in my basement with no CD player in the house. Yeah. So it's just, like, I'll pay for it just for the fact it's kind of, like, saving me the space. Yeah. No, for real. I think you know some things are are, are useful yeah. and convenient, but some things get a little bit more intrusive. And also the fact that they want you to pay for subscriptions in order to have the privilege to use this thing ongoing. And also one of the bigger things, aside from subscriptions, is that they make it difficult for you to fix it. They make it difficult for you to buy parts, either third party mm, or yeah. OEM parts. Yep. They make things like the battery is like soldered into the yeah the device. You can't change the battery, or you know you want to open this up to fix this because you know I know how to I know how to to replace an LCD screen on a on a computer. Yeah, I can. Some computers you have to take apart the whole damn thing, like keyboard. Yeah. Everything comes out, then the monitor comes off. They're making it harder for you to be able to do that too, mm-hmm. because they want you to be to send it to their authorized repair, pay them to put the replacement part in, in it for you. Yeah, and there's a whole thing around right right to repair, mm-hmm. which is gaining momentum and also being squashed by like politicians, of course, right? Yeah, politicians always in the pocket of corporations. It's, it's affecting more than just consumer electronics too, farming technology, tractors. Yeah, like your tractor breaks down, right? Obviously, you got farm hands, you got people out there who fix machines, mm-hmm. but yeah, they can't fix it because John Deere is fucking them over. They yeah. can't. They can't fix their tractor. I, I think it's only getting worse. Like we had the golden age of being able to like, like remember when a cell phone you just swap out the battery? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Now I can't do that with this phone. Yeah. And it's like two two years, then you start seeing it kinda of die down. Yeah. And probably not even dying down because the battery is draining, dying down because some software update is like making your, your phone obsolete. That's true. Yeah, because every single time it's just like an app we always get an update. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's you know, I'm not very literate in terms of like this whole age with cell phones and stuff i just download it at this point like i have no no desire to to get into like codes or like xml codes and stuff like that i'm like this doesn't make i can probably learn it Mm -hmm. but i'm at a point where you know time's limited so i gotta select what i want to learn yeah and what i want to do and coding's not one of them no but yeah i know what you're saying like because you know 
sometimes I turn on my phone, like there's, I've installed nothing new mm-hmm. in the last like six months, but it's progressively gotten like so slow. Yeah. And it lags for no freaking reason. Yeah. Batteries do drain over time, but I, I feel like they're doing some things that are, I don't know. They just want you into that repair center, right? Cars are no different, mm-hmm. right? And we know that from uh, the vehicle standpoint, with EVs getting more popular, they're going to want to find out ways to generate more money. I mean, yeah, the EVs are more expensive, but they don't need much more service. So how are we going to mm-hmm. bring revenue into our company, right? Because auto manufacturers don't make a ton of money off of the cars themselves. Yeah, They make money off the parts, yeah. They sell the parts to dealerships. Yeah, yeah. And then right? the, the dealerships want to make money to recoup their costs. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a whole parts, like, I don't even know what to call it. But it's a, it's basically its own economy. Yes. So, yeah. Even just, yeah, cars just so complicated in terms of, like, dealerships and, and such versus, like, Tesla's breaking that was breaking that mold where there's no you know dealerships you can buy directly from yeah. them so you know you're just buying whatever the price is there's no negotiations there's no bullshit where you have to feel bad about buying a car that you like and then you don't even want to tell people like what you paid for it because mm-hmm. then you obviously someone will always tell you that they paid less mm-hmm. i'm like all right all right i didn't win i didn't walk away with it but i'm happy yeah <laughs> that's all that matters like i'm willing to pay here I didn't want to haggle and, and, and deal with all the rest. Mm-hmm. Versus now you just buy it straight up and then Tesla's just be like, you know, oh shit, 10 grand off the car, sticker price, done, right there. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, nice and simple, right? So I do like it that way. Cell phone back in the day, you buy Nokia, no software updates. It's still running today. Yeah, <laughs> probably. pretty much. Yeah. But... Yeah, that that that's what really like annoys the shit out of me. Just like the whole subscription, and it's those models probably all gonna fall apart very soon. <laughs> you're yeah. gonna see like nobody's gonna want to pay for this. There's, if your every single thing that you do costs you twenty bucks, how are you gonna afford anything? Is subscriptions like the new renting? Like, they just gave it a new name. Because we had, like, subscriptions back in the day, magazine subscriptions. Yeah. That, like, Columbia House subscriptions. Yeah. But they had these things, like, where you could, like, rent to own. You, like, rent something. You could rent, like, now we're just kind of rebranding it. You're basically renting the right to use something. Yeah, it's like a gym membership. And if people kind of saw it that way, they probably wouldn't do it as much as they do. Oh, so you're saying the language is just making it easier to accept yeah it's all about language that's yeah it's all about convenience as well but the language part makes it easier to swallow for sure like i agree you you see like yeah you just see everything these days where speeches are made you know public announcements are made and the way that they put it they try and put it like in a nicer way Mm -hmm. but apparently there was an incident over the last two weeks out in like uh, England mm-hmm. where I think they're they're stopping some immigration, and then the language that was used, mm-hmm. uh, one of the sportscaster like that does EPL games, mm-hmm. the soccer games, uh, came out and tweeted and it's like this language about this whole immigration act is very sounds like Nazis or something like that, mm-hmm. and BBC like suspended him, and then a lot of like other 
pundits and stuff like that said like no we're we're backing this guy up because what he said is right and also it's freedom of speech why can't he say that like why are you suspending him so then they ended up like it was so strange apparently i didn't watch the game but mm -hmm. they said like there was a whole game on tv where you just heard crowd noises yeah. and like there was no commentary i heard about this so yeah yeah i think People are getting, I think people tend to wordsmith to make things easier to swallow, but also to get people to see your point of view. Yeah. Right. Get people to, let's, let's create a word for this in order to spin the narrative in our direction. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that one. Um, there was like another incident in I think George Brown campus where they had to come out and apologize. Yeah, that was yesterday. Right? Yeah, there was like a, a guest speaker that dropped the N-word. Yeah, several times. Yeah, I don't know under what context. She works in the city of Markham. Oh, yeah? But like, why why was she dropping the N-word? Was it like a historic reference? Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I still don't think it's something you should say. You, as, a black, as, as a black man. Yeah. In what context is it okay to use? I, like, I would never be able to use use it especially mm -hmm. the the hard er at the end but yes. um the hard r the hard r yeah um but in what context like if they're talking about like you know back then working the cotton fields these mm -hmm. masters used to call <clears throat> them call them what Anyways, <laughs> um, i don't know I, I haven't really been in that situation i i don't know that's a powerful word. Well, <clears throat> I mean, the rap game uses it like it's. But they don't use the hard R, right? Like, well, it depends. It depends what like who who you're talking about, I guess. What is it R? No, they don't. They don't use the hard R. But unless you're Kanye, but I don't know. Like, I know people are sensitive these days, but. I don't know. It's not smart to like. It's not smart to say that. Yeah. Like right? I, again, don't I don't know under what. It, like. I don't know what under what context it is, but I imagine if you're a guest speaker, the context. Unless like she's out there talking about urban planning, then yeah, yeah you probably <clears throat> should not drop that n word. But if she or he, I don't know who it is, she, yeah, you know, is talking about historically. Mm -hmm. Well, like you know, you don't overuse it, right? Mm -hmm. You can be like, they were called so and so on, mm -hmm. in the field. Yeah. Um, yeah. Versus like, now it's just people are just, I felt, I felt offended. Or, or It's a powerful word. Like it does make people feel uncomfortable, not just black people. It's not a comfortable word. Cause like some, someone's saying it and then you're just waiting for like, shit, they said it. You're looking around. Like, did that just happen? Like, yeah. Did they just say that? How like, do you feel about them? Who like, who is going to react? Because you don't know what's going to happen next, right? Yeah. It's an unpredictable situation. It's like throwing, like, something unstable, like an unstable chemical, yeah, into <laughs> a room, right? You don't know what's going to what's going to happen next. Yeah, that word opens up like numerous doors. Mm -hmm. Behind one of those doors is a lion. You don't know what's going to happen. Maybe nothing happens. Yep. It just it, yeah it depends in the KKK, <laughs> Ku Klux Klan meeting. It just sets people off, right? Yeah. It just sets people off. I don't know the context. I don't know when it's when it's right or wrong to say it. Yeah, you can't just pretend the word doesn't exist. 
Well, right? it's like the Tom, whole Tom Sawyer, yeah, To Kill a Mockingbird, all those kind of things. It's it's there. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just they're they're turning around in a way because they used to mock like you know the right and censoring stuff like hmm. that and. And now the left's turning around. Now they're censoring a whole bunch of stuff um, just because it's got to be created a safe space. Dude, I think some of the stuff doesn't even need to make the news. Like, she went into that classroom. I mean, maybe it was more than a classroom. Maybe it was hundreds of people. I don't really know. Mm -hmm. She said it. Someone reported it. Right. I don't know. Is this is this newsworthy? CP424 news. Yeah, it's on it's on all the platforms. I saw it. Oh yeah, they didn't release a lot of details, but you know, offensive things happen all the time. It's happening right now, right? Like not in this room, but I mean, yeah, you can't stop it. But I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like it's that person's personal responsibility. What was the context? We don't know. Mm-hmm. But if you're not going to give us the context, don't give us the story. Headline grabbing, right? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's administratively speaking. It's such a just apologize to the students or gather the people that were in the class mm-hmm. and just apologize to them and be like, sorry, sorry that this happened to you. It doesn't have to be a press release. Yeah. You let the person's own supervisor deal with them. If they get fired, they get fired. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I've said I don't know quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just. It, anything goes when you read when you read the news and it kind of like i guess it it does kind of trigger a moment where i can then throw it back out to you mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's like it grows right through that way i guess it they've won i should probably just stop checking cp24 but yeah. the pro- procrastination is such an easy and short sh- uh website to just type in cp and it just pops up yeah, don't type in cp i mean you might get something else but uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to end on that note. Well, <laughs> well, there's like one more that seems to be again. It makes me wonder if we would if we would ever happen here, or if like North Americans or like Canadians. We were talking about it the other day mm-hmm. about how we're so passive aggressive that would never do anything as you know as bold as say in Paris or in France where people are riding because it's like. They raise the the retirement age to from sixty two to sixty four before they have access to their pension. Yeah, and the whole idea of it was like it wasn't in a vote. Apparently, they the president, the Macron guy, just pushed it through. Used some like ex, a pretty much executive order and just pushed it through. With the whole idea of just saying like, you know, if we push it into for two more years. You guys got to work for two more years. It's gonna yeah. save us. Like, it's not gonna collapse our pension payouts and mm. all that. But really, they're just kicking it down the down the road yeah. two years from now, or somebody else is going to deal with it. He doesn't have to deal with it because he might just retire and get kicked out, and yeah. he doesn't have to worry about the backlash. Yeah, I mean, that's an older society. I mean, I don't, I don't mean it in terms of like age. Well, it is like, age. Like they don't have like the birth rate's not real. Not, not basically, it's not covering up the de- death rate. Yeah, not as bad as Japan. But like, oh well, Korea has worse. Apparently, yeah. they've overtaken. Like, um, there's that. But then that country's not even. You know, it's not like a homogenous country where yeah. it's like French. If I asked you to describe a French person, 
how like what's French to you, right? Yeah. Versus like They're, in Italian, you yeah. know, the Italians got their identity. Yeah. The Spanish got theirs. Yeah. You got UK got theirs. Greeks for yeah. sure. Greeks have has their identity. Yeah. Yeah, but, things are changing in Europe, of course, because more migration over there. But those societies run differently. They're older. They're an older society. There's principles in that society that people stand for, and when they don't see that being played out, they take to the streets. I mean, Western Europe is a bit more tame. If this is Eastern Europe, forget about it. Like, Do you think it's you tame? Double, double the people. I think it's fairly tame compared to what you would see. Like, okay, Canada is tame. Yeah. Right? United States is a little bit more intense, right? Well, yeah, it's George Floyd, up now. Whatever happens, people are out there. Storming Capitol Hill. Right? <laughs> both sides. Yeah. you got bad people on both sides. Yeah. Then you've got, like, Eastern Europe or, like, Turkey and those kind of countries, like, forget about it. If you did it there, people would be storming, like, the palace. Yeah. Or storming, like, the government building, whatever. Yeah, I mean, Europe's kind of in between. Yeah. Right? Canada, people take whatever. Like, people don't... People don't care. Like, what's the last revolt? Probably... Boston Tea Party? In, 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 North, in America? Uh, North America? The last revolt? Against the government? That they can overthrow, because then you think about like yeah. the the civil war in, in in the states. Yeah, you know the South didn't win. No, they got they lost and they got like destroyed economically. Yeah, so no wonder those people are so mad and racist. <laughs> well, they got their football though, so they're some of the poorest states with the worst everything, like the worst healthcare, worst worst education. I but, wonder if they if you've ever. Like under YouTube's, there's like channels where you can. They'll have got people that go out there to interview people. There's mm-hmm. like apparently one video where it's like an inbred mm-hmm. down south, um, like the inbreeding within that family is like so severe that you can see like the genetic defects and everything. But they don't get like the public play, not as much as like you know like like the Hispanics mm-hmm. or like the the Black Americans there. Mm-hmm. They're they're played up like the ghettoness or like whatever mm-hmm. it is but they don't show like the white the white ghettoness mm-hmm. like the underbelly of like you know the states which is yeah. a lot more probably a lot of white people yes along with like these appellations yeah yeah i don't know yeah yeah it's just like i'd be pretty pissed if i had to work an extra two years yeah i would be too i don't want to work i don't want to work now but I, don't, I feel like isn't the I'm mad when people make me work now. <laughs> yeah, we're we're halfway there. Yeah, a little bit more than halfway. But uh, and our retirement age is like sixty five. Will there be any old age security for us at that point? There's there's doubts about it at that point, right? Hey, when people tell you like you should have this much saved up, mm-hmm. and I look at my savings and everything, mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, bro. <laughs> this, this is not it's not good this is not good like yeah. i don't know you know if i'm gonna go you know back when we first started working the yeah. golden number is like a million you want a million like yeah. you know you go into a bank waiting in line for the teller you always see like those ads like oh how do you get to a million hmm. you just gotta go and deposit you know 200 bucks every month from <laughs> now until you're 65 40 yeah. years from now yeah <laughs> like, it's not happening 
Yeah. Well, even if it happens and you get like a million bucks, it's worth nothing by the time you get there. For sure. So, I don't know. Good, good on them. I I know we're just, a, you know, we're just too friendly. I just want to see a little bit of a chaos. Not chaos, but like revolt and deliver yeah, we, a message. We had the trucker protest and the Ottawa convoy. That was something. But they parked up. They, they just parked there. They had a giant party and blared the horns. But it was like a hostile takeover of a city. So we know we are capable. Yeah. There weren't, I don't think there was looting and stuff like that. They could have. They sold themselves short. They could have looted. <laughs> they could have, but they didn't, right? So it's a friendly. Yeah. I, I haven't been following Yo, how whatever. Are gonna it was. Loot, how are you going to loot Ottawa? What is there? <laughs> With the Federal Reserve. <laughs> no, there's no gold in there. You got to just get the printing machine, man. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, it's a good spot. Yeah. All right. Just one. Yeah. All right, peace.